that was an interesting Chiefs game, wasn't it? Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast. It's Monday, January 18th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. After the Chiefs' 22-17 triumph over the Cleveland Browns in the divisional round on Sunday, the Stars' coverage team of Sam McDowell, Herbie Teope, Vahe Gregorian, and Sam Mellinger had our usual post-game conversation on Sportsbeat Live, and now it is a Sportsbeat KC podcast. We covered several topics like the Patrick Mahomes head injury and Chad Henney filling in, Andy Reid's gutsy play calling, the overall terrific play of the defense, and much more. We also took questions and comments from viewers, so here we go, talking Chiefs, Browns, and the playoffs. Hello and welcome to Sports Beat Live, the Chiefs post-game show. We just watched the Chiefs defeat the Cleveland Browns 22-17 in an AFC Divisional Round playoff game. The Chiefs never trailed, but boy, they made it interesting uh, in the second half. And we're going to talk, there's so much to unpack and talk about, and we're going to do that uh, with you all. Please send us your questions and comments. So many have already delivered uh, um, their questions, and we'll get to as many of them as we can. And we talked to the um, the fine writers of the Kansas City Star. Right now, we've got Sam McDowell and Sam Mellinger in the house. We've got a couple lollygaggers here, but we got the Sams, and that's more than enough to start the conversation. Guys, um, let's start with the latest on Patrick Mahomes. What did we hear from Andy Reid? on Mahomes in the um in his post game, Sam McDowell. Yeah, he said that um well I think it was Chad Henney that used the term in good spirits, but um you know what, Blair, I'm actually gonna pull up exactly the the quotes that Andy Reid said because I think it's important to to get it exactly right on this. Well um, while you're do- well while you're doing that, let's let's establish that something I didn't know until I heard Andy Reid after the game was that uh, Mahomes got hit in the back of the head. Because when I was watching the replay I was trying to find out where where the concussion would have come from, and I, I didn't see it obviously on the tackle, but somewhere along the line he got hit in the back of the head. Yeah, he said he got the wind knocked out of him and everything else with it. We took him out. He's doing great right now, which is a real positive as we look at this. He passed all the deals that he needed to pass, so we'll see where it goes from here. And then, of course, somebody asked him about the possibility that, that he could play next week and and he he echoed something similar he said we'll see how he is tomorrow but right now he's feeling really good yeah that's the big uh the big reveal maybe at the press conference the Andy Reid press conference on Monday there's a um was it a five-step protocol for return Herbie what do you what can you what can you tell us about that and what uh, what does Mahomes have to do to to be able to play next week well I will say this Wednesday will probably be the most attended Chiefs practice of the past regular season and into the playoffs, I suspect you're going to have a full court press out there just to see if he's out there. But as far as the steps he has to take, obviously he has to go through the medical process or as Andy Reid calls it, the deals. I don't, I don't know what the deals are, but yet, you know, it's, I'm going to assume he's talking about the, the, the initial basic protocol test that he had to go through. And then he's got to be cleared by an independent doctor before he's allowed to come back to play. I will be surprised, to be honest with you, if he's actually out there winning. I think when you watched him when he got up, he, he didn't look all – he didn't look like he was there. Uh, but I think if, if we're going to take any optimism from it, the fact that he ran to the locker room is a good sign. But, I, I, you know, I, I think um, 
Wednesday again. Wednesday will be the big thing. I, you know, we'll all be out there. At least the guys who can get out there will be out there. Just, just to see. it'll be Mahomes watch this entire upcoming week. That's you know, I think right. it's important, Blair. I was just, I think it's important to note that these these are five individual steps that he has to pass. It's not like you can take two or three at a time here. Um, you know, and, and I, I pulled it up. You know, the first one he's he's got to pass those baseline tests and be completely symptom free. And so tonight's going to be really important because that's going to just dictate whether or not he can proceed in the rest of this process, which is you, you've got to do what they call dynamic stre- stretching and balance training. Um, then you've got to increase those activities to include uh, actual sports like work. And then you've got to be able to do position specific drills. And then comes the independent doctor situation, which is, you know, your own team physician has to clear you, but as does the independent neurologist. Um, before you can actually return to play. And it, you can do that in a week. You know, we saw Sammy Watkins in the concussion protocol, I think it was week two after the Chargers game, where he got hit in the head and he came back in week three. So it's possible to get through these in a week. I will say it's it's less likely um, or less common than it is for a guy to actually miss a game usually when he goes through this. But not, not to uh, um, assume that Patrick Mahomes is common in any way. Correct. Well, one uh, uh, you know betting line is put out that the Chiefs would be a four-point favorite over the Bills in the AFC Championship game next week with Mahomes and a two-point underdog against the Bills if Mahomes uh, doesn't play. So six points is not nearly large enough of a swing, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> and it's huge. <laughs> right. So uh, okay. huge jump, Chiefs. All right, so he can't pass three out of five. Um, so that's that, that's too couldn't pass the majority, which would be good. But uh, listen, there's there's a reason that uh, there's an independent doctor o- overseeing uh, the, the the concussion protocol. So Vahe Gregorian has joined us, and but I want to get to Sam Mellinger first. Sam, um, the all the focus, of course, on the quarterback in this game, uh, both because of Mahomes going out, and then the way Chad Henney played for the most part over the last quarter and a half, um, did not lose the lead and gets gets the save and relief, uh, made a couple of big plays, none bigger than the, the fourth and one play at the end of the game, the, the completion to Tyreek Hill. Gutsy, gutsy call and perfectly executed. Mahomes couldn't have thrown it any much better than Chad Henney did on that play. Yeah, um, hey, just wait your turn, okay? We're just uh, – we've got – We've got procedures here, all right? Now, one thing I keep thinking about is, uh, you know, they talk, this team always talks, they always have about, you know, Tyron Matthews is the one heartbeat thing, you know, of it's not an offense and a defense, it's a team, which is a big difference from, uh, you know, 2018, by the way. That was very much an offense and a defense. That's how they were in the locker room and everything like that. And I think about the defense picking up, Chad Henney, um, they're, they're in the fourth quarter and getting that last stop that they got. Because if not, I think we're talking a lot about that just inexcusable, sort of unexplainable interception on fourth and forever um, that Henney lobbed into the end zone. Andy Reid was very quick about, you know, that one's on me. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think Andy Reid says those kind of things a lot. But because the defense did that, now we're talking about Chad Henney, you know, getting – 13 and you know five eighths yards on third and 14 and then um, i love the call obviously uh the fourth and short to go for it it was a, it was a similar play and with sam was were you the one that asked him about this it, it was a similar play to the one at the end of the saints game 
right? Maybe not exactly the same, but but a similar one to, to how they iced that one out. Um, I love it. I love the call. Um, you know, Henny put the ball on the money, and then and then Tyree got down. <laughs> he just sat on the turf um, to keep that clock running. It was it, it was it was a hell of a call. It's a hell of a moment, and and I think like for this team, for a franchise that like we talk all the time about how cursed they are in the playoffs, right? Um, well, they just lost their quarterback to a concussion. Um, I love the poetry of Baker Mayfield completing a pass to himself. Of course, I'm going to mention that. Um, there, there were just all these little things that that went that went against them, and and they won the dang game anyway. You know, now they're on the other side of of what Chiefs fans have been living for for a long time. It's it's a heck of a thing to watch. I think it was it was the Dolphins game, right, where the the Chiefs completed a, a play like that at the end. Yeah. Of the- to play. That's right. Yeah, and, and yeah. then yeah. and then Andy Reid says after the game, "Oh, it's completely different, completely different." And then CBS showed a replay of both plays. It couldn't have been more identical. So, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, so, Vahe, you, I, I know you weighed in on Chad Henney in your column uh, for tomorrow. What would what, you make of his his effort? Well, look, uh, a, a couple things. One thing, though, in keeping with the spirit of you know the kind of the breaks or the decisions the Chiefs have made. I know we all had a lot of questions or or I think a lot of fans really had more questions than we did about it. I think we all felt like it was the right move to rest Patrick Mahomes in the regular season finale. But um, I don't think we could have understood it might be the right move for this reason. And look, maybe Chad Henney would have played fine. um, But I dare say that 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 turned out to be a break in the favor of the Chiefs. He had a little sense of the speed of the game. He did complete six out of eight passes. I, who knows what happened on that long pass? You're right, uh, Sam. Andy Andy dove on that really fast, almost like uh, too fast. I wish he would have said exactly why that was his fault. Um, but but look, he he played pretty well. He gets the save, and and I think you got into this in some of your line of questioning, Sam, too. And it, it was a little bit of what, what I wanted to uh, work on with this was, you know, how uh, this team is pretty bonded, and I I. Uh, Chad's uh, line about being on LinkedIn instead of Twitter made me sort of think, you know, LinkedIn is sort of the the, the, the Matthew uh, buzz of this team, you know, a little bit of binding. Uh, they, they, they find a way with each other. They, they win different ways. And this one's totally different altogether. And I, I think if you haven't figured out, you can purge the, the demons of the past Chiefs games without even using the past to yourself with a quarterback like Sam is. Um, <laughs> you can see that in how this one played out. All right, so what happens if the Chiefs punt it away at fourth and one from midfield? Um, Browns get the ball with about 70 seconds to go with no timeouts, you know, probably probably somewhere between the 15 and the 20, something like that. Do you think that uh, the, the Browns go down the field and, and get a touchdown there, Herbie? <laughs> That's a loaded question. Do I think they would have done it uh, the way it, it they was, did it? I think it was a big risk. I think it was a risky, uh, you know, it turned out great for the Chiefs, but I was going back and forth on whether they should kick it or go for it there. Fourth I think they made the right call to go for it. You want to you want to go ahead and just don't, don't even give them an opportunity. Uh, the way the game was swinging <coughs> to the Browns, they should have, you know, they had a touchdown. Let's not forget the touchdown. One of the worst rules in the NFL, in my opinion, when you fumble it out of the end zone, it turns into a touchback. You know that that touchdown there probably would have changed the whole the whole complex of the game, uh, but they made the right play. They made the right call to go for it. Blair, it was, can we just it. emphasize something? Just like just real real quick. Sorry, but um, if they don't get that, 
the Browns are already in sort of Hail Mary range with, without right. the oh, finger. Right. And they threw it out of empty backfield. I mean, like, if that's just an incomplete pass, then it's with two minutes left, right? Or, you know, something no, like that. It, 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 a little bit less. A little under. You don't get those 40 seconds or whatever that you would get if you got a sneak or something like that. I just thought, like, look, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fourth down extremist um, anyway, especially with, with Mahomes. But I do think Mahomes changes the the calculus a little bit. So that that was not – Andy painted it after the game as just sort of a no-brainer. Of course, we were going for it. Maybe that's how they how they went through it. But I do think that that the quarterback changes sort of the calculus. But I, I still love the call, gutsy as hell. Um, you know, when when you can't. Sorry about it. No, no. I just I, I'm aching to say this just because Blair and I were here in the uh, overflow press box at the Star, um, <laughs> and it was as if like we were coaching the game. Like I, 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 I Tony Romo saying like you know you can see that they're setting it up. The, they're just going to fake this. They're not going to move. And I'm I'm suddenly I'm all for it at one second, and I'm going to Blair like, no, no, they can't go for this. They they got they got a punt, they got a punt. <laughs> and then they do it, and it was like, oh yeah, okay, that's how it works. I I thought it was a I I was scared of the gamble. I, I and I know Dan McDowell will scold me because I I don't have the metrics down on this, but I I didn't I, I didn't like what it, the, the risk reward factor in it. I I thought the risk was too great if it failed, but obviously you have to have great conviction about what the play is. You have to love your play. Yeah, it was um, a 6.1% increase on their win probability by going for it. Um, and that did account for the fact that Chad Henney was in the game and not Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I actually, you know what, I, I, I always am in favor of going for it on fourth down. I actually would have kicked kicked the ball there. So I, I really applaud the decision that, that won them the game. I just, I did not think that the Browns offense was equipped to throw the ball deep. A lot of their stuff is underneath and intermediate routes, and I would have challenged them to drive 80 yards because they couldn't have got a field goal. They had to get six. Um, and, but like I said, credit to Andy Reid for making the decision. I do think the other element of this is I don't think the Browns were expecting that ball to be hiked there. I think they were telling themselves, don't jump, don't jump, don't jump, and they weren't ready to guard one-on-one with Tyreek Hill. And Chad Henney said something else interesting, which is, Based on their film work, they knew the Browns would be man-to-man defense. And so they knew they'd have Tyreek Hill man-to-man, and I think that probably does change the equation a little bit if you know you're getting that matchup on that play. Yep. No, good points all. Um, so, uh, look, I wonder if um, you know Kevin Stefanski is kicking himself for not going for a fourth and nine uh, with, what, four and a half minutes to go. Yeah. That's, you know, Henny gets the third down completion to Daryl Williams and then the fourth down completion to Tyreek Hill, and they never get the ball back. So that, you know, it leads me to think that, you know, as, if we, as we've watched the Mahomes-Reed Chiefs over the last three years, when they've been in this position, they seem to always go for it, and it's never failed. I, I, you know, I, I, don't, I can't recall a, a fourth down on, you know, around midfield in, in a clutch time like that where the Chiefs went for it. Well, the Chiefs always go for it, and, and it failed them. It just, it just hasn't happened. I think back to the Chargers game earlier this year, the Dolphins, <clears throat> Dolphins game, the Ravens game two years ago at, uh, at, uh, at Arrowhead, the regular season game. So, I don't know. It's, Andy knows what he's doing. Um, <laughs> I, guess, I guess we can <laughs> give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, and, and, and Vahe, you made a great point, I think, about Chad Henney uh, playing in Week 17 and the game just not being 
so sped up for him. Uh, you know, the, the, he had a couple of, you know, completions. He On the possession, when he came into the game, the Chiefs ended up getting a field goal out of that because he had compl- long completion to Tyreek Hill and, and, and to Travis Kelsey. I believe I'm right about that. I think Kelsey, that- uh, for sure. And maybe Tyreek on that too. But Kelsey was the one that I, I remember. No, Kelsey was a completion right before the uh, interception. That's right, because the penalty moved him back. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at 50 bucks, unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. All right, a um, couple of things. Let's Let's not... Forget about the defense in this game. Uh, the, um, the the Chiefs last year uh, surrendered twenty to the the 49ers in the Super Bowl. That was the most or the, the fewest points uh, scored by uh, a, an opponent against the Chiefs last year. And uh, you know, and then if you go back to the AFC title game, it was the previous year. It was what thirty seven thirty one. They give up 17. So the fewest points the Chiefs have allowed in the playoff game since the Colts divisional round game two years ago. I think the defense played really well, had a sharp game plan. This was a team that came into the game with a terrific offensive line, third in the NFL in rushing during the regular season. Baker Mayfield, hot hand, and I thought he played pretty well for the most part today. So I, I give a lot of credit. It, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't picking up fourth down or, you know, it wasn't Kelsey getting in the end zone. It was it was a Chiefs defense having a good, solid all-around game. Herbie, are you with me on that? No, I'm absolutely with you on that. To me, that impressed me the most was, and you hit the nail on the head with their rushing attack. The Browns entered this game averaging 148.4 yards per game. And then what ends up happening in the first half, they only have 18 uh, total yards rushing. And to me, I was like, holy smokes, man. They're, they're actually shutting down Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt was a... I was like, is he even dressed <laughs> you know, in the first half? Where is Kareem Hunt? But they didn't utilize him. Um, obviously, they got a little bit little bit going in the second half, but they, they limited the Browns to 112 yards on the ground, and that's their bread and butter. The, as the running game goes, so goes the Browns' offense. And they just, it, you know, make, like you said, Mayfield did look good out there, but Nick Chubb hurt him with back-to-back drops in the passing game. So yeah. it's like they just could not get going. And, again, that offense runs off of the running game. Um, R.J. Weaver says, "Can we when we um, can we talk about the Chiefs D and and uh, Legarius Sneed is a baller? I agree with that. I think Legarius Sneed is um, having himself one heck of a rookie season and uh, had the sack in the first half. Another uh, uh, tackle for a loss. I feel really good when he's on the field. He's he's going to do well. But I I gave the the, the KC star of the game to Tyron Matthew. Uh, I thought it, it need to be a defensive player. He got the pick." Uh, you know, to me, that was th- that the game swung right after Tyron Matthews' interception and the Chiefs doinking the field goal uh, off of that, getting no points on that turnover that they were set up. D- 
deep into in, in, in Brown's territory and yeah. did not pick, did not pick up a first down and missed the field goal. And right after that, the Browns went on the first of their two touchdown drives. Yeah, I think we'd be sort of fighting over two storylines had this game gone in the opposite direction. And that's one for me is Harrison Bucker because not getting any points out of that interception seemed gigantic based on the fact that the Browns came back and scored afterwards. And then the second one we, we've already mentioned, but Chad Henney's interception, you know, it, it's a its a bad throw. It's a bad decision. And I also don't understand the play call either. You're at the 40-yard line. To me, you, you try and get in field goal range and go up eight, even if you give up a touchdown, you can still stop the two-point conversion, win the game. Um, but, you, you're, I mean, your original point's right. I mean, Tyron Matthew was fantastic today. So was LeJarius Sneed. Um, and Sneed could become a bigger factor next week because Brashad Breland – suffered the, uh, the the lesser-known concussion today, and we'll see what happens with Snead might have to shift back out to the outside, and he's been really good in the slot. If he has to shift back outside, or, or maybe they want to put Fenton outside, but Fenton, of course, missed this game. He'd have to come back and be healthy, so there's going to be some stuff to watch in the cornerback room this week. If you put Snead outside, yeah. don't forget he started out there anyway the first three games of the year when Bashad Breland was suspended for four games, and he had back-to-back interceptions. So, you know, he, he's well-equipped to play out there, even though he's been, like you mentioned, he has been playing in the slot, but I'm not going to worry about him if he has to slide outside. No, I agree. I just wonder who plays the slot if, if you do have to move Snead outside because he's been so good there. And Snead's yeah. also been a factor on the blitz and against the run, and those are obviously more productive in the slot, so I wonder if they'd be a little bit hesitant to move him. One specific thing about the Chiefs' defense tonight, too, is today, whatever, um, the pass rush didn't they didn't have a whole lot of pressure and i'm not i'm not dogging on those guys that's a great offensive line and all that I'm, I'm saying that to point out that there were a lot of snaps where baker mayfield was back there two three four five seconds forever it seemed like and there's nobody open that's how good the coverage was downfield and we talk a lot about and we should it's true this defense being built around that pass rush and when the pass rush can't get home things break down on the back but that's not what happened tonight and and i, I thought that was a I don't know exactly what they did. Um, you know, um, we'll try and figure that out this week. But uh, that that was really, really impressive. That's as well as the coverage has been uh, all season, I think. Well, I'll say two things. I, I think the Chiefs did a good job not biting on the play fake, which is what the Browns, that's a bread and butter for the Browns. Yeah, good point, bro. They, all, they always had somebody in front of, of Baker Mayfield and, and disrupted him there. But we also have to talk about what at the time, at the moment, before we they went to a commercial break, I thought was the biggest defensive play of the game. Herbie mentioned a little bit a while ago, the Dan Sorensen play. That's a touchdown, right? If, if, um, you know, if Sorensen doesn't make the hit, it's a, it's, it's a touchdown or or at least it's the Browns at the one. And um, and instead Sorensen makes the contact. The fumble is created. The ball trickles through the end. It fumbles. The fumble goes forward, trickles out of the side of the end zone, touchback chiefs, instead of it being, 16 to 10, the Chiefs with 90 seconds to go in the half, go drive down and get a field goal to make it 19-13 at halftime. That is that is a monster play. But then there's the commercial break, and when they come back from the commercial break, it's the first time we saw a replay, or I saw a replay, and that's when Gene Stenator, the rules official, says, um, you know, Sorensen led with his helmet, should have been a penalty, and the Chiefs caught a major break there. Um, I, I guess after watching the replay from several angles, I can't disagree with that. 
Yeah, but I think Sorensen, I think the Chiefs and Sorensen will happily pay the fine because you know you, you did oh, say yeah. the touchdown, so to speak. But it, but that, you're right. That was a, that that could have been a game changing play there. Uh, well, yeah. Go ahead. Well, what I was going to say, um, Melly, I know you took some heat for this, but the, um, the the fact that the Browns lose the ball there and it's a Chiefs ball on the twenty, that just doesn't seem like a. We at any time that we see a play like this, the the fumble through the end zone or out of the end zone, talk about the punishment not fitting the crime. <laughs> I, I despise that rule. Um, the the defense is rewarded to a degree that is just not appropriate for not recovering the fumble. You know, I mean, you, you cause the fumble, cool congratulations but you didn't get the fumble you know which is the most important part of the fumble Uh, (laughs) i just wish you know in in any other spot on the field if you fumble out of bounds the offense gets it at the spot of the fumble right um i get rules are different when you're when you're at the end zone breaking the plane all that stuff give them a five-yard penalty a 10-yard penalty even you know loss it down and give it to them at the 20 or something but i just the fact that the defense is rewarded that much for you know not making a play it, it just it's it's out of place in football i just i have never understood it. it it's always seemed like a bad rule to me we're at the point now where like even patriots coach bill belichick is, is teaching his players not to reach out and extend it because you know like you said sam because he, he also hates that rule a lot of head coaches hate that rule yeah. when it works against them <laughs> you know bill, bill blair and i were talking in here and, and i I think Bill Cower was one who might have said it on the, the halftime broadcast. He he brought up the idea of maybe the, 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 the better way to make this work would be a touchback, but you retain possession. Goes back to the 20, but, you know, in that case, Cleveland would have retained possession. I, I find that to be a lot more kind of equitable or fair, whatever, whatever you want to call it. I just don't see – it's like if you go out at the one, oh, that's great. You're at the one-yard line. It, it goes into the end zone. Oh, it's their ball. I just, I just don't understand it. Well, Kevin Stefanski said after the game too that they—that's what they teach uh, their players to not not reach out like that um, in, in that situation. But he, but he appreciated uh, it was Rashad Higgins, right? The, the effort by Higgins. So, look, big big moment in in the game for sure. I mean, that's that's a that's a ten point swing, right? The Browns are going to get in the end zone. Instead, the Chiefs get a field goal out of it. Um, that reinforces, Blair, your point, too, though. I, you, you brought this up when we were here, that when Tyron intercepted that ball, that was the second turnover in four plays by the Browns. If the Chiefs score then, it, you know, everything's different and basically over, I think. I think so, too. If the Chiefs get a touchdown after the Tyron Matthew interception, I think that's the game, right? It's 26-3 to at that point. Browns aren't coming back. The Browns have to play totally different. You don't get, you know, a full dose of Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the, the third quarter, and I, I just think the I think the Chiefs win easily at that point. But they, they you know, Butker. We'll talk about that later in the week. I, I don't know if it's the if it's the holder. What what's going on with the operation? But um, that that's unacceptable to to miss the the extra point was missed badly. Badly, yeah. And then he then he doinks the doinks the field goal both to the left or to the left. Did they? Yeah, pulled both. So. Hey, Blair, one, one of the audience had a question about um, whether uh, I didn't see who it was. I apologize, but asking if it looked to them, any of us, like uh, the holder uh, Townsend was still spinning the ball on either of those kicks. I I didn't see that, but I, I I don't know that it didn't happen. Did you guys see that? 
my answer is the same as yours, but hey, you know. I, I, I didn't. Yeah, I appreciate you bringing up the question just to prove that five of us didn't know something, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, at least you four didn't. We usually we usually just ignore those ones. Lacking. <laughs> I think we've I think we've covered uh, players who who made an impact on this game, except for one. And I want to I want to spend a little more time on Daryl Williams. Um, what what a what a terrific game I thought he had best. Sam McDowell, I didn't know this until you tweeted it out and made us aware. That's the first; it was his first NFL start. Um, Thirty-four regular season games and two in the playoffs in 2018. Uh, first time in his start. It was a little bit of a—I don't know if it was a surprise that Clyde Edwards-Alaire did not dress out tonight. He was—he was a a practice scratch at, on Thursday, I believe. Herbie uh, limited on on Wednesday and Friday. But once I saw he was a scratch for a practice this week, I just thought, no, we're not going to see him. That's that's sort of been the Andy Reid mo uh, over the years. But then you know, I th- okay, Le'Veon Bell will will get the bulk, but no, and Daryl Williams gets a start, and I thought he had a, a terrific game uh, for uh, you know for a third string back. And, and Andy Reid was made it a point to to talk about how you know the guys lived in somewhat anonymity uh, with the Chiefs in his three years, but. He he proved a lot to me tonight. I think you can I think you can ride him in the playoffs. He was good. I also, well, I I thought the offensive line was pretty good too. They they had some penalties um, that hurt, but I I thought they were good up front. I'm not trying to deflect credit from Daryl Williams. I, I do agree he he deserves the he deserves the praise. Um, but the, the line, I mean, that's a that's a thing we've talked about. Right. And and it looked tonight, um, today, whatever it, it looked like they used these three weeks to, you know, shore up some of the communications and, and, and those things. It, um, that was that was a much better performance than we've seen in the last month of the regular season. You guys know the last time the Chiefs scored as few as two touchdowns in a postseason game? <laughs> uh, uh, Herm Edwards era? No, no, it's it's the it's the Andy Reid era. Oh, the Steelers game, right? Steelers, yeah. they, they scored they scored two and two touchdowns in that game, and uh, and Steelers it, it did not overcome the Steelers six field goals. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's let's start to wind down with uh, some very first thoughts on AFC Championship game. Uh, Steelers Bills. Uh, I'm impressed with with Buffalo and and Josh Allen, of course, and Stephen Diggs, and the the defense played terrific on on Sunday Saturday night against the the, the Ravens. So, um, does hey, Sam McDowell? Let's assume Patrick Mahomes plays. Does does a four point uh, line make sense to you? Yeah, I mean, I think that's about right. Um, you know, th- this Bills team is, is a hail mary away from being on a twelve game win streak coming into Arrowhead Stadium. I mean, they're a really good football team. There's a reason that they're in the AFC Championship. Um, you know, they they scored more points this year than the Chiefs did. Josh Allen had a fantastic season. Uh, they did lose Dak Moss, their running back, in in the first round, so they hardly even showed an inkling to want to run the ball on Saturday night. Um, and if they have a weakness defensively, it's stopping the run. They're not good up front at either putting pressure on the quarterback or stopping the run. And they played so interestingly against Patrick Mahomes last time by playing two deep safeties and daring the Chiefs to run. Well, the Chiefs did, and they did effectively. 
And Sean McDermott, after the game, basically said that's what he would do all over again if they played him. So we'll, we'll see if he's true to his word. Of course, all that's dependent on whether or not Patrick Mahomes plays. But to me, the running game is going to have to come through again, even if Patrick Mahomes is out there on Sunday. Yep. Okay, let's, uh, we'll let that stand as the collective uh, feeling of the group on, on the Buffalo <laughs> just, Bills. It's just, a re, just a virtual retweet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hey, Vahe, do I have this right? Mahomes five and one as a starter in the playoffs, and that matches Len Dawson for the most uh, playoff victories by a Chiefs quarterback. Uh, that's 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 probably right. Uh, I know for sure he's five and one. I know for sure the Chiefs were four and sixteen in the previous forty-eight years. Oh, okay. So maybe he passes Len Dawson. Um, and I, a, a little twist, I think, that a little record point is this is Andy Reid's sixth postseason win with the Chiefs, which makes him. Uh, the Chiefs franchise record holder in postseason wins. Hank Stram had five. Well, I got I got Dawson winning uh, the '62 AFL Championship game, the '66 AFL Championship game, and had to go three and zero to win the Super Bowl. Did he not? Yeah, that that's those are the that's the extent of the Chiefs postseason victories un, until uh, <laughs> the, the next wave, the next era. Right. Right. Okay. Unbelievable. Yep. Okay, guys, uh, great conversation. Uh, I, I wish I could have gotten to more comments tonight. Uh, uh, hey, join us again. I think we'll have a bonus show for you sometime this week. Guys, keep Tuesday morning um, at 9.30 open on your calendars. And um, Herbie furls his brow. You're like, huh? What's, what's going on? Messing with the routine. That's right. Okay. Thanks for joining us for Sam, Herbie, Sam, and Vahe, and our producer, Beth Welsh. We've had a great time talking to you, and we'll be back sooner than we usually are. Take care. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our production staff and everyone who helps make Sportsbeat KC happen. Derek Donovan, Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. A tip of the cap to our coverage team, Sam Mellinger, Vahe Gregorian, Herbie Teopi, and Sam McDowell for Talking Chiefs. Links to their stories can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, we have another deal for you, especially for those who want to deep dive into the Stars' terrific Chiefs coverage. For a limited time, you can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. After three months, it auto-renews at $5.99 a month unless you cancel. You get it by going to KansasCity.com slash SportsPass2020. That's KansasCity.com slash SportsPass2020. Do you want more than just sports coverage? Of course I do. Check out the entire Kansas City Star product, sports news features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional news, sports, and business coverage with the E-Edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And if you're having trouble hunting down any of these offers, you send me an email, bkirkhoff at kcstar.com. I will get you to the right place. So... Whether it's the Sports Pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Tuesday with another episode. <laughs> <laughs>